This is the Revenue with Real Estate podcast, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. Are you ready to talk some real estate investing? Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. This is your host of the Revenue with Real Estate podcast, Doug Myers, wishing you a happy new year. Hope you're ready to get going on the new year that is. Put 2020 behind us and focus on what we've got ahead in a great 2021. This is going to be a fantastic episode to get the year started right. We actually recorded this a few weeks ago and it's a conversation between Gary and myself and we're talking about tech tools for your real estate investing business. In fact, we flipped the script a little bit and Gary is hosting this show. I know he's very excited about doing that. He gets to use his podcast voice. More on that later. But yeah, I'm the one that's being interviewed on this particular episode. I guess being the younger of the two of us, I'm considered more tech savvy. So I get the joy of being in the interviewee seat while Gary gets to ask all the questions and pin me in a couple of different corners. That being said, this is a really good episode if you're starting out as a real estate investor, if you've got a portfolio in existence already. Or if you've been running a show for a really long time and you just want to get a few more extra things that maybe could take your business and your systems to a new level of optimization. We talk about a lot of the basics that we use for tech tools. We also talk about some things that are good for project management, CRM softwares, what you can look to be doing on social media and some of the apps and platforms and different softwares that you can use that are really going to help to kind of turbocharge your systems and the optimization of your business. So wherever you are in your real estate investing game, this is going to be a great episode to listen to. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you've got any questions or you've got some tech tools that are working well for you that aren't mentioned in this particular episode, hit us up. Send us a message. Email us info at revenue.com. You can also post about it on our Facebook page at Revenue with Real Estate. We'd love to hear if you've got any other tech tools that you're holding on to that maybe would be beneficial for others. So if you got something like that, we'd love to hear from you. Without further ado, here is the first episode of 2021. Tech Tools for Real Estate Investors. Gary, take us away. Hi, welcome to this week's podcast for Revenue. And you will notice there's a different voice this week. Normally we have Doug Myers, but this week we are going to flip the script. And I am Gary Spencer-Smith, your host for this week. And I'll be interviewing Doug this week. And we'll be talking about technology to help you with your business. So this week's going to be a really good information session to help you manage your business more effectively, cleanly, and what technology is available. It's not exhaustive. It's what Doug uses to successfully manage his real estate business. So first of all, Doug, um, for those guests that do not know you yet, give us your 30-second elevator pitch of who Doug is. <laughs> yeah, tables of turn. 30 seconds, that's it, 30 oh, seconds. shoot, down to 27. Uh, yeah, so my name is Doug Myers. I'm a partner with Revenue with Real Estate. I've uh, been investing for a little over seven years now. Yeah, I, I own property in a number of different provinces, which which has challenges and it also has opportunities. Residential real estate, predominantly, um, you know, houses with suites, duplexes, triplexes, condos in urban areas. Currently got eight units, or sorry, eight units, eight properties, 14 units, and I also flip houses in, in the Regina market. So that's kind of my consistent active income stream in real estate. And then I have my, my rental properties to help build wealth. So those are the two different things I'm doing within real estate. 
And I'd like to add to that, Doug is also a full-time real estate investor and left his job as an engineer to pursue this path of how he's designing his life using real estate. So add on to that. I know Doug always interviews people, so we don't always hear a lot about his story unless he's on someone else's podcast. So it's weird to hear your story on your own podcast. That's right. (laughs) But I like it. You're doing a lot. Um, I must say, Doug, someone that I've admired for quite a few years now. We met through the Real Estate Investment Network, and I've just watched him. He is meticulous at the things that he does, and not just because he's a nerdy engineer. I'm an engineer as well, so <laughs> Thanks, I would man. say that. That's the rule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but because he, he is dedicated to achieving success, and he's used some tools along the way to help him get there. And these things will change in time as technology develops, but... What would um and, and we're not talking about acquisition here as well, are we, Doug, today? We're talking about the actual the boring management of your business. So this isn't putting stuff into a spreadsheet to evaluate a deal, anything like that. This is like the day-to-day, uh, the yawn, but the absolute necessity of what creates the wealth as you move forward. It's not just about looking for a deal, finding it. So out of the actually, let's have a quick overview of some of them and then let's delve a bit deeper. So I'll let you talk, Doug, and then I'll think of some questions as you get going here. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I've kind of put together a, a list of of the various things that that I use, and uh, you know, they're I would say the most common tools that are used. And you know, again, you just said it's not an exhaustive list. Um, and yeah, some of the stuff is honestly boring, but the the truth of it is. And you know, if I could go back and start it all over again, I would pay a lot more attention to this stuff pay a lot more attention to the organization behind it and the building of systems. And, and by no means am I an expert. I mean, just just full disclosure, I had a conversation with a, a real estate investor yesterday who, who I really admire and I wanted to kind of pick his brain on where he's at. And nothing's perfect. There's, there's still a lot of things within my business that I need to improve. But yeah, there, there's so much you know, technology out there that can help you do things from apps on your phone uh, to, as my phone goes off, that was nice. That was a Gary moment, hey? We're in the real world. Business goes on. You bet. Even, yeah. even during podcasts. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, I just found that there were some tools out there that were, I was using very frequently that are helpful for various aspects of the business. And so, yeah, just to kind of get around that, the, these things are there to help you, but they don't have to be the, the be-all, end-all. At the end of the day, with real estate and with growing a real estate investing business, I think first and foremost, it comes down to the relationships and the connections, right? If you're able to do that well, you can add these things in to help support you. We don't need to go out there and build and use all these tools if you don't actually have any relationships and are going out and doing deals to begin with. So these are here to support you. They're not here as your like starting point, if I can make that. So that being said, it's not going to be the life. This isn't going to make you successful or not. It's you that makes you successful. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of your your support team from a technology standpoint. Um, So super basic. (laughs) Let's go to basics. You know, you need you need a word processor to write your documents, write your contracts, things like that. You know, for me, it's simple. Microsoft Office is the way to go. Uh, Google, Google's done a really good job with Google Docs. Um, you know, to be honest, it's simple, it's clear, um, and you can just post that up on your Google Drive. Uh, you know, the Google Drive has basically created Windows online. Some people like to use OneNote. I'm not personally a fan of it. Um, you just pick your you pick your one that you want to use, and you, and you go with it, right? So. That'd be the, the two being, you know, G Suite, the, the Google suite of tools and business uh, tools and technology that you can use or, or Microsoft 365. And, you know, and pick one and use it. 
That's that's all I recommend. I got, I got a question there, Doug. Before we dig, dig in that, do, sure. do you have an idea of any type of costs on that? Yeah, Microsoft. Or is, is there a preferred? Because I know you can buy the Microsoft Office package for like five hundred bucks. Right. Or you can get the online subscription. Um, just mm-hmm. uh, clarity. I, I use the on Office subscription, and I think we pay. I want to say thirty bucks a month. Maybe it's not even that. Maybe twenty bucks, but it covers six users. So yeah. our staff get to use it as well. So that that's why we do that. Um, I don't. I know we we do have G Suite. That's a Carissa question. Yep. Because she pays for that on our team. Um, but do you know the actual cost of the other things? Yeah. The at least well, it does go by a, as far as I know, it's it goes by a user basis. So if you're just kind of a one man show, or, or it's just you running your real estate investing business, I, I go with the Microsoft 365 subscription for using the tools that I use within it. So Office, um, you know, Office Word, Excel, um, occasionally PowerPoint. Those are the kind of ones that I use within Microsoft, and it's totally worth it. I think it's like for me, seventy five bucks a year. It is what it is for the personal one. I'm, I'm pretty sure. For G Suite, generally speaking, if you've got a website, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, um, if you've got a website, then usually you can package in G Suite or the the Microsoft email again. I don't know which. Outlook, that's the one. Uh, I don't use that one because I don't like it. <laughs> um, but you can package that in with your website. And so you've got your website, you'll get kind of a contact email. That's what I really liked about G Suite. So I signed up for my website, got that set up, and then the G Suite came with it. And for my package, it's, I believe it's $96 a year, right? So it's if a- we per- can have, If we can round that up to just for math's sake, call yeah, it 100 simple bucks. Math, 100 yeah. bucks a year yep. to get like a, an office package, which would be, you know, like you said, your PowerPoint, Excel, Word. Yep, tools. totally. Um, you know, if you'd like to go back and forth with the different ones, I mean, I, like I said, I like to use the G suite for, for email, um, for Google docs, I use the uh, Google calendar, love the Google calendar. It ties right into my phone. Um, you know, I, I really like that because it helps me be organized, which is ironic because I still end up missing a lot of things. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a small cost to keep you on track and organized as, as best you can. Because without it, you know, every additional property that you add on adds on additional responsibilities. Um, you know, everything that you're trying to uh, grow within your business, whether you want to go out and, you know, start attracting money or you want to uh, build an email list or a subscription of some kind, you know, these are all additional tasks. And if you don't have some place to, uh, come back to like a calendar within Google, then you're just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. It's really easy to get like super distracted or get to the end of the week and be like, gosh, like what did I even get done? Um, so that's a, that's a super important tool to use. I think a beauty point that you said then was, you know, which, whichever one you're going to get, it, it's got to be one that you're comfortable with. And, you know, I know when we've shifted systems within our organization, I've always had that resilience or that, you know, that learning period. And Carissa, um, for those that don't know, Chris is the other partner in revenue. She's the behind the scenes one that makes the magic happen. Um, she got us all into G Suite. And I know for us working, as as Doug mentioned, he's in another part of the country and we share this online filing system. That's awesome for us to get data backwards and forwards, links simple to your phone. But I'm, I must admit, I am a Microsoft Office person. And that's what I'm most comfortable with because I've used it since, well, when it came out. So what was that, 92? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> when were you born, Doug? 91. 
<laughs> Shit. I'm just in school. It's <laughs> uh, too funny. But it's it's important to get comfortable at like anything. I think if whatever of these tools, it's getting them and becoming good at them, very proficient. Don't just, you know, dabble a bit. Otherwise you'll end up, I guess, confused, even just using simple office things. If you don't actually spend a bit of time and learn or and it changes all the time, it'll tweak. So you gotta stay current with one product rather than jump. Because entrepreneurs will jump to the next best shiny thing, right? And typically, a lot of investors are entrepreneurial minded. So I think it's important to just actually find something, stick at it, keep using it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For um, your office. So what will be next? Yeah. Well, let's just actually let's no let let's get some clarification. Let's dig a little deeper. What would you use the office for in your management tools? So we we discussed it, but what would you use that for within the management of your business? Yeah, it's a good question. So I go, uh, I have a really interesting process for for how I plan a week. Most people would probably find it to be really um, excessive, but for me, I have to do it. Otherwise, I will be trying to figure out what to do each day and wasting time making those decisions when I just want to be going and, and being productive. Um, so I, I use Excel to really put together all the goals and the things that are really important for me to do on a week by week basis, on a quarter by quarter basis and on a yearly basis. And I, again, I, I mess up constantly. This is a constantly evolving process, but being able to see everything in an Excel spreadsheet for me is really valuable. I can write notes in it and then I can take what I see in that spreadsheet that I'm working towards and then prioritize things in the spreadsheet and then build it into my calendar. So that's what I use Excel for. Um, I have done, I think I did a podcast episode on uh, this very topic within revenue, uh, within our podcast. So we can probably scroll down and find that somewhere. But that's something that I've just developed over time. Um, I use Excel uh, as well for analyzing deals. Uh, There's honestly, I've never come across a more powerful tool. You can do some really intense things with Excel. You don't I think on, on, your, on your management, though, just to keep it in the actual daily management. Sure. Many people analyze their properties as they're buying it, and then they just hold it and don't really analyze it. Like, if you continue to use Excel on your properties, is reanalyze your property on a quarterly basis, you can see how it's performing. But it'll also highlight things like, oh, my water rate just spiked compared to last year, because now you've got data to analyze against. And it's like, why is my water spike? You could find a water leak before the city actually found a water. And I think Dave Penuick, you know, one of the founders of Revenue, he actually, because he used to do it monthly as well with these spreadsheets, and he actually found a water leak before the city even noticed there was one. Mm-hmm. So, it, but you got to have the data and be analyzing it and using it you on a, you know, a regular basis to see that. Yeah. So I guess to stick more kind of the real estate side of things, the, what the Excel spreadsheets do, uh, yeah, on the deal analysis when you're actually purchasing, but on the ongoing basis as well, like you're talking about, um, for me, it's a, it's a property operating statement. You know, it's, it's simple, uh, same kind of accounting style, right? You, you've got your revenue, um, then you've got the expenses on the property every month, all the way down to the debt servicing. And, you know, I'll be honest, it's not always up to date, but once I get it up to date, then I can pretty quickly see you know, what's going on here? If, um, you know, are, are we still making as much money as we used to? Are the utilities going up? And if so, why? Um, how is our insurance increasing? <laughs> right? You, you can take a look at all these things um, and have them on a per property basis because you want to be able to evaluate. And we want to reach across, but those, yeah. those are not just podcasting. I want to pull it out because I actually have 
I was looking at some 2017 here. Right. And this is all done in Excel. And it's the annual property income statements for those that can see it. Yeah. We can share the link. And that was done on a monthly basis. So each month I have the list of what comes in rents at the top. Mm-hmm. Try not to move the paper, all the expenses. And then I'm left with the cash flow at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I have that for 12 months. So yeah, every t- and again, I don't do it every month. But when you do fill them in, it is a beautiful way to analyze, hey, is this property performing as I planned when I bought it? Is it performing consistently? Because unexpected things happen. And um, and when you look back, it helps you make informed decisions, I would say, versus just random oh, reaction decisions. Totally. And you can pull in different properties and be able to evaluate a, a portfolio on a property by property basis. And then, you know, as a portfolio as a whole as well and see those two different things, right? Because, you know, you obviously want your portfolio to do well as a whole, but if you can quickly see, you know, for myself, um, you know, owning property in, in Regina, Saskatchewan versus Calgary, Alberta versus, you know, some properties in the lower mainland here in BC, there's yeah. there's differences, right? There's a lot of differences between those, you know, rents are a lot lower in Saskatchewan than they are here at a condo in uh, in the Fraser Valley, right? But you also pay a lot higher in a mortgage here, right? Because the, 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 the price point of entry is, is so much higher. So you can kind of see what, what's working in different areas of the country, at least within my portfolio. And then I can evaluate them and make decisions like, oh, do I want more of this? Do I want more of this? I can also go back against those things and be like, well, what else is involved in owning a property far away from me versus one that's closer? Um, and start to evaluate those lifestyle decisions based on the numbers as well, right? Because we can see the facts. Yeah, like one flight to go see one of your properties. Yeah. You know, how much is a flight to go? For example, that's not an expense on your sheet. Exactly. So, Right? So those things yeah. are important to be aware of. Um, but yeah, it, it honestly, the evaluation of the business and, and where everything's at, it lives in Excel. Um, you know, if you're using Google Sheets, you could use that too, but it's, it's a spreadsheet game. Um, and with an engineering background and, you know, we, we lived in spreadsheets and I don't necessarily like it or love it, but I'm good at it and it really helps in this business. So if you don't, if you don't have that skill, or you're not interested in it, find somebody who does and bring them onto your Just team. about to be my question. What if someone's not good with spreadsheets? Mm. Like who, who would they find that could do that? Any 12 year old, I guess. Uh, sorry, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you you cut out at the moment but of the question. Who would, who, if, if I didn't, sorry, yeah, uh, go for it. Oh, uh, the, the question was: if if someone's not good at it, who would they go and find to do that? And then my answer was any twelve year old. But I mean, <laughs> I guess like where, where would I turn and go and ask to go get that set up? I know. I mean, I guess one of the answers would be if you're within a network of people, a Rain, a Keyspire, a Canadian Real Estate Network, any of those kind of groups. You can probably have access to something that you literally just, and once you get a spreadsheet set up, it's like five or six things a month go in it. There's not a lot goes in them. And it usually tells you what to put in where, mm-hmm. but if they didn't have access to that, um, where would they go? That's a tough one, man, to be honest, because it really, it, it really does come down to the relationships and, and finding those people that can help. Uh, I don't have a one-stop shop to be, because I've honestly never had to look for one. Um, you know, that's not trying to sound cocky. It's just the it's just the truth. Um, so, you know, well, I mean, I guess some some options would be just if you did a Google search, you know, for a property management statement, mm-hmm. 
a property income statement, something like that. If for me, if I didn't have access to, you know, rain, those kind of I mean, obviously people can contact us. We have access to this kind of stuff as well. They can reach out to us on revenue. But your bookkeeper should be able to put together a simple spreadsheet. Yeah. Any bookkeeper, just say, hey, pay them the 30 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour, whatever it is, and say these are the spreadsheets I want set up. I just want it given electronically. So all I've got to do is a bit of data entry. That's it. It should be pretty simple to get that to get a bookkeeper. Yeah, that was what I was going to suggest at, at the end of the day. If if you don't have it yourself or you're not within a network, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you 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 know enough about different people in different real estate spaces to be able to say, yeah, like I, I can find somebody. Um, and you know, at this point for me, it's like I've, I've got those spreadsheets just hanging out. Right, I don't have a problem. Somebody reaches out to me, hey, boom, copy paste, send it off, um, because it's it's just simple. It, once it's set up, then it's running, and like you said, you just you're just inputting data and making very simple decisions uh, based on what you see, right? So, Excel is king. If I can uh, put one thing on this podcast that people should be aware of, it's it's it's. Really so moving helpful. on from the office, what would, what would be another management technology tool? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I. I'm using a lot of a lot more project management related software these days, um, and the reason for that is, you know, I, there are a lot of things in my business that I'm trying to improve from, you know, developing systems around investing money or uh, sorry, raising money, um, all the way down to the flips that we're doing and, and keeping on track of those for what I do within them. Right? I don't necessarily do the renovations, but I'm on the management side of it. Um, so the one that I'm very familiar with, and the fact the one that uh, Carissa introduced me to was ClickUp, right? It's it's online, www. I think it's ClickUp just .com. There's a couple other ones. I and honestly, there's lots of them. Monday.com is another one. Uh, Asana. We used Monday. to use Jira, J-I-R-A, um, at work when I, when I used to be an engineer. What do um, you like about ClickUp? I just like the flow of it. To be honest, it's like it's. From a visual standpoint. I'm going to pause. Let, let's pause and take a step back before we get into that. Yeah. <laughs> what is ClickUp and what is project management software? Yeah. So, okay. Let's start with project management software. Project management software is just anything that allows you to uh, create a flow or create a visual or a step-by-step task list of the things that you need to do in order to get from A to B. And what you can do within that is, you know, set up a, a project, right? Like I'm going to flip one, two, three Main Street. And then you can set up subtasks within that to say, okay, we've got to acquire one, two, three Main Street. We've got to do this, this, this. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of tasks. But you can package that all into one project and give every task, if you wanted to get that granular, a start date and an end date and the things that need to be done within it in order to complete the, complete the task and once you completed every task, you check it off, you go back to your timeline and say, yeah, okay, we're doing good or we're behind schedule, make adjustments and stay on track to get the project done when you plan to have it done by. And what this does is it just creates space on a much more extended timeline, especially if it's a bigger project like a flip, to just see everything. Um, because if you're a guy like me who, who really wants to know the details of things and wants to be on track, it's helpful to have these things there. It's also really helpful in, in my estimation, I think for a lot of people as well, to just dump all the shit out of your brain to be like, okay, right. I, you know, for you, for your, um, the houseboat thing, right? Like in my eyes, if that was me, 
I would have been like, what are all the things that I can think of that I'm going to have to do in order to make sure this thing runs? And I would pop into my project management software and just do, 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 and then organize it. And then be like, okay, great. That's out of my head. I'm not worried about trying to remember what it is that we have to do. I just plugged it in one day, organized it, and then I returned to it on a weekly basis or daily basis and just keep moving forward, right? Like I removed the accountability off myself and put it into a system. So in your system, so your project management software, um, when you said just mention the houseboat company, so we have project management software. We use ClickUp, same thing, uh, Monday. I prefer ClickUp to Monday. Um, But if I just wanted a to-do list, do I need project management software? Or if it's it's like a repeatable task? So, And the reason I ask that is because I use a software called Go Canvas. And what it allows me to do is create this digital checklist. I can make it that it has to be checked before you can move to the next page of the list. So it, it stops people jumping ahead into other tasks. At the end of it, they've got a sign to say who did that task. So now if someone says, oh, I didn't do it. Well, you've signed for it. So now I've got this checklist that I, and I can hand that digitally to any one of my staff. So if you had like a plumber, for example, let's keep it on houses here. There's a lot of times I have, I have jobs on houses, on our rentals that I want done a certain way. And you have a discussion with your plumber Sure, it's all laid out, but unless you put it down digitally and make it some kind of accountability in there, which these systems can give you, and I'm not necessarily project management, but just you seeing the, the checkoff list, it's literally go canvas, a digital checklist you can hand to any of your contractors cleaner. If you want to have consistency in your cleaning in your houses, one time you might have Brenda from the cleaning company, the next time you've got John, well, John... He focuses on the tops and does the little bits up there, but Brenda does this. They're all going to have different bits. Whereas if you've got a consistent list, if as you go through the house and you put it in your brain and it becomes not necessarily project management, but accountability that someone's going to sign off. Now, you know, they're going to hit all those tasks because they have to, or they're going to check to say they've done it. And if they haven't, now you can go, you sign for it. So mine's more of a checklist. So what, what would be the benefit of having a project management software versus a, just a checklist software like what I use there? Yeah, I my my answer to that would be, you know, the project management software in my use is better for like you said projects, right? Think things that are going to take time and things that have subtasks along the way, right? There there's no, you know, buying a house is one big project, but there are subtasks in order to get that project completed. So that's what I would be using the project management software for. I'd be using it for those bigger tasks in the business that you want to get done. But I'm not in the project management software. So the actual flow of a bigger scale with multiple checklists within it versus one huge long checklist that you would just take along the way. Correct. And I would use, you know, for, for me, just on a day-to-day basis, you know, I'd be plugging in, looking at those different, you know, looking at my schedule, looking at the project management and then actually just creating a day-by-day checklist, kind of like what you do, right? I'd actually be writing that down or I'd be putting it in my phone as well, right? So I'm not using project management to create my day. I'm using it, or sorry, I'm not, I'm not using it from the standpoint of like, here's what my day-to-day tech checklist looks like. 
I'm using it as a big picture item so that I can then pull from it and create my daily tasks. And my daily tasks just live honestly on a pen and paper, right? That's, that's as simple as it can be for me. So it looks like I've lost Gary here. I'm just going to keep going because uh, I'm going to flow around that. And I wanted to clarify it. Um, yeah, the project management software is intended for bigger projects, like you said, right? So it's not a day-by-day thing. It helps you create your day-by-day tasks. And that's where it's helpful, right? So the couple ones that I did mention there before, one was ClickUp. Okay, these are all online, by the way, um, and they're free, or you can use the paid versions of them as well, okay, if you if you really want to get that much further on them. So the first one is ClickUp. That's the one that we're using. Monday.com is another one. And then Asana is another one that I know a number of people are using and, and um, find it to be helpful. I'm going to continue to keep rolling here, even though Gary's popped off as host. I think we're just having some internet issues with the... Uh, with the Zoom here. But um, I wanted to just kind of rile off a number of different items here. Oh, here comes Gary back. We'll uh, we'll bring him back in. Hopefully his internet's a little bit better and we won't have any issues. Gary, you back in the house? And we're back. Nice. I kept I it going know, there. I think that's my internet. Oh, I think it's my internet. You, uh, you good now? Yep, I'm good. So let's go back to that. So if I was to sum correctly on what you're saying, the project management task, if we're doing something larger that has living, moving parts versus, for example, a renovation on a house versus something that's a repeatable task that's the same every time would be where we'd use more of just a straightforward checklist type software. Yes, totally. That's, that's you hit the nail on the head. That'd be a good analogy, what you just said. Totally. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> All good. If we can just take a quick moment, I want to rile off just a couple of um, tools that are really helpful to use, but we we don't necessarily need to dive into them on some of the aspects of of business yeah, that are that are so constant for me. Um, one of the big ones is just yeah. as simple as converting Word documents into PDFs. I never send a contract in a document form. Because you never know if somebody's going to take the document, make an adjustment, and then send it back to you, and you then have to go read the document again, right? Like if if they create if you created a PDF and sent it to them on uh, another to- uh, tech that I'm going to talk about here, which is you know an electronic signature program, then you know for a fact that the document did not get changed. That's super important. So. I use a program online. It's called I Love PDF. And this thing is great for, it's free. It's conversion from Word to PDF, from PDF to Word. Um, If you need to merge PDF documents or reorganize them in a different order, if you're like amalgamating some sort of, you know, say you want to put all your checklists into one file, you can do that on there. So I love using that. It's totally free. Um, And then the other one on the electronic signatures, uh, there's two of them. The one that I use is called DocuSign. And then there's AuthentiSign. And these these are basically the same thing. Uh, It's kind of a commodity at this point. But what they allow you to do is send documents online for electronic signatures so that you don't have to go back and forth with the printed document off, sign it on on paper, get a really bad JPEG photo from somebody's flip phone that gets sent back to you, and then you sign it, and then you send that off. And before you know it, you've got this cloudy gray, uh, indistinguishable document that just doesn't feel legit, 
Um, and so those are those are a few things that are really helpful to use for online documents. I love PDF, DocuSign, I think and if we're going through this list, I just want to quickly jump in, interject here. Very, I think you know we are. I'm writing the, all these down. We will add these in the comments as well. So if you're listening or watching this, don't feel like you got to rush off and check it on your phone and download. We'll have the list there. You know that you can go there and work your way through the list in your own time and get that. That sounds like fair, Doug, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're dumping a whole bunch of stuff on here. And and to be like, well, just straight up, it, this is all stuff that's taken a lot of time. And, you know, we bring things on and we throw things out, right? So don't feel like you got to go out and get accounts for every single one of these right, right now. This is, you know, we've, we've been investing for seven years. I've put a lot of this in place over the past three. So it's, it's not an overnight thing with any of this stuff. And and most of of most are free to use for the single type users. Yeah. You know, even though we know you're a business, I think uh, you mentioned that I love PDF. I don't actually have that, but that sounds great now because I'm thinking, oh, I've got all these PDFs. Um, and is it just I? Well, I'm, I'll see it in the comments. I don't need to look. Yep. I love <laughs> PDF. No spaces. No funny spellings. Yeah. That's it. And then DocuSign. So carry on. Yeah. Yeah, so so those two are great for for PDFs, for forms, for the actual docs within your business. Um, people are, you know, a lot of real estate investing businesses are on social media these days. So I'm not going to dive deep into that. But what I am going to talk about is just a quick little online software that we all use. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of it um, to create a lot of the stuff that gets put out on social media: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. And that's Canva, um, Canva.com. You can buy the pro one, which is actually, I think there's good value in, in the pro version of it, but you can also use the free one. Um, this is great for graphic designs, for, for sizing uh, different posts, because, you know, if you're going to do a Facebook post, it has a certain size that's the most efficient, whereas the Instagram one is different. If you're doing Instagram stories, if you're doing, um, you know, YouTube tile cards for your YouTube channel, you can create all these things on Canva with an account and have kind of your your palette, your, your color palette on there so that when you put designs in, it's already got your company colors or, or your personal brand colors in it. Um, I'm, I'm on Canva a lot, a lot more than I'd like to be, to be honest, but I also enjoy it because it kind of makes it fun. They've got, you know, if, if I can figure it out and it's I figure it out quick. Tool, right. So if you've got a creative mind, it helps you play yeah. you know, a way of getting your creative juices out. And if you don't, they have the templates there that will allow you to just kind of create some of this more professional, cool looking, uh, graphic designs without having to like, you know, create it in your mind if you're not that kind of person. Um, so Canva is, is great for anything like that. And in fact, I've gone so far as to now, I don't do my presentations on PowerPoint. I actually build them in Canva, um, because I like the ability to, to use the color suites and, and put different photos in there. I just find it way easier and, um, more powerful relative to to PowerPoint, which is kind of crazy because <laughs> it's online and it's free. So, Well, that's a big step to jump from, you know, an established software to uh, app-based software. Yep, absolutely. Um, uh, sorry, did you want to jump in with a question here? Uh, no, I'm going to listen to what software you've got. I've got a couple that I use that I've used, in, but I just want to see where we go to in case you cover it. Sure. Yeah. Why don't we run through a few more here and then, and then I want to kind of finish off with, I think what's one of the biggest ones, especially if you're, if you're trying to grow your, your network and wanting to add a lot of value to different people. And I'm currently in the process of doing this though. I've used these a lot and I think they're just 
the, the, they really help your business um, build those relationships with people, which is what matters most. Um, so before we get into that, uh, just going to run off some other ones here that are really helpful. Evernote is an app that uh, you can have on your phone. You can have it on your computer. Um, as far as I know, it stores kind of your, your notes, if you want to call it that in the cloud. And so you can access them from various devices. So if I'm, you know, if I'm on, if I'm on Gary's property and he's doing something really interesting with, you know, the lighting in his house, then I can write a quick note on in Evernote about, oh, lighting, here's the product. And I can transport that or I can put it into a notebook and then be able to go back to it later. Because a lot of the times I'm not necessarily carrying a notepad or I'm not, you know, there's so much else on my mind that if I can just do a quick little grab of something that will help me, I can put it in there and then I can go return to it later and it will just save in my Evernote profile, right? And I can see it on my Which phone and see it everywhere. Accessible anyways. Even if you didn't have access to it on the device that you took it on, you could be somewhere else, log in and have it. Exactly. Right. Perfect. And so you can you can take is photos that, on right? there. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was right. I was <laughs> no, no, you're right. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can take photos on it. Uh, you know, if you're you're out somewhere eating dinner and you you want to take a photo of your receipt before you potentially lose it, then at least you got these things right. Um, so I love I love that for just kind of keeping track of stuff. Um, you know, we're sitting here recording a, sh- a show on Zoom right now. Um, Zoom is great for just having face to face conversations in a virtual world, especially with what's going on with COVID right now. Um, you know, to, to be able to see people's facial expressions, um, you, you get to know them a little bit better. It's better than a phone call in my estimation. Um, and it's great for <laughs> developing relationships with, uh, people, other investors as well. So, uh, highly recommend using this platform or, or Skype or whatever. You introduced me to one for, uh, keeping track of mileage on your, on your vehicle. I haven't kept using it, but I did like it. So I just wanted to give it a shout out, and that was uh, Mile IQ. And it kind of is that that you use Mile IQ. Mile IQ. I actually use that. Yeah, because you guys yeah. introduced mm-hmm. me uh, to it. It's the app. It, it works in your phone. Yeah, it it is awesome. Like my account loves it, and it's literally at the end of the day, it's like swipe left for business, swipe right for personal, and you just like end of the day done email, mm-hmm. and then it's like at the end of the month, it's like this is complete. It tells you if there's any trips that haven't been accounted for. And then you just click send off. It goes to your account. Your account, and they've got all the numbers. Everything's tracked all the time on the GPS on your phone as well. So yeah, makes life simple. You don't have to carry one of those little books, or you're not trying to justify it with all these receipts. So yeah, it, it's great, great, great system. Yep, totally. Um, and then yeah, websites. If you're building a website, if that's not your thing, uh, you know, website building now is accessible for a lot of people. That doesn't mean that you should do it. Um, there's three that I've kind of stumbled stumbled across. I've built websites on Wix and WordPress. And I mean, full disclosure, my website's pretty trash. But it's cool that you can do it and you can build the content on it, um, you know, as, as, as yourself, if you really want to. Um, so Wix is one that's kind of more artistic that I found that uh, was really helpful and easy to use from a drag and drop standpoint. WordPress is a little bit more intense, um, but also still ability to kind of do some drags and drops and pick from templates. And then the other one that's kind of up and coming is Squarespace. Uh, a lot of people have built some pretty interesting websites on Squarespace. So those would be three to three to check out. And, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, I, I don't necessarily, th- like if you're just going to be, you know, have a couple rental properties and not go out there and raise money or anything like that, you, you don't need to do this stuff. But if you have an intention of, you know, 
trying to raise money from other people, uh, or you're you're really wanting to grow a real estate investment portfolio, it's nice to have something like this online where people can go to and see an online resume because they're looking for additional credibility, right? That's that's what it's all about. Um, you know, business cards great in person, um, but but you can't put your recent projects on there. You can't uh, craft a message accordingly. And uh, sorry, you, did you want to jump in there? Yeah, some hands up. Yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation with uh, Kevin, one of the guys from down in the reinvestors group there, and they're using a, a digital software. When they've got their rental empty, they're going in, scanning the house with like this laser software, and then they're making like a 3D rendering. And now when pe- they don't show the properties anymore, they just they're going to send that digital thing so people can go in and look virtually at the rental. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I know you mentioned Wix, but I mean, a website's what, 10 bucks a year to have a web name. Mm-hmm. You know, GaryandDougRentals.com, 10 bucks a year. Wix is free if you're willing to have their logos on it. Yep. But you can now take this digital picture and upload it. Now, the next time you're advertising your property, instead of being like three bedroom, two bathroom, you know, on could you now you've got, oh, we've got this awesome place coming up. Check out the link on our website, have a 3D digital view of it. You're just leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else who's playing the game now. And that costs you 10 bucks and a bit of time. And if you're not sure, if you don't have the skill set to, you know, have the vision to create something like that, go on fiverr.com. <laughs> like that's, you know, another website that people will help get that stuff done for you for like pennies, pennies. Totally. No, those are great points, man. Great points. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just a place for, for your business and your work to live online, you know, add, add that credibility. If you do want to be running a real estate investing business, that's all right. If you don't want to, you don't need to do that. So, um, even if you don't, if you're a single home, it's your basement suite. If you look professional, the people who want to, let's say the professional tenants, the game players that are likely to screw you over are less likely to go after something that looks professional where they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. They know what we're on about versus the mom and pop who just got an advert in the paper. Yeah. So it, it's another layer of protection against, you know, the idiots that are out there that are literally trying to screw people over in, in the, with the rules and stuff at the minute. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely worth having a level of some professionalism there. It's still a business. It does help protect you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, on that note, around the 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 building of the business and this is kind of where we want to end or at least uh, this is all that i've got left um is just can i throw one more in doug just before you do it one that i found mega useful in the property management and it's called tiny scanner and i think i paid three bucks a month which you don't need to or you can pay you know a one-time fee so anytime you've got tenancy documents you know you need to used to like get them to sign it go somewhere else photocopy it take them the copy hand it back to them you can literally scan it, email it to yourself, and to, if you've got a joint venture partner, to the joint venture partner, upload it into your Google file, and then email it to the tenant. In one second, and it's literally, it takes a picture, converts it straight to PDF, and then you can fax it, scan it. But Tiny Scanner is one that I've found was just not even a game, like a time saver. Like it mm-hmm. saved me hours and hours and hours on each tenancy, so... Yeah, and uh, you know, going back years, people go, "Have you got that agreement from?" I can go back in, and it's all stored, so it get a bit like I love PDF. So, yeah, shout out to that one. I'm going to look I love PDF as well because that sounded better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, on to building your business. Let's go. 
Yeah. Let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Well, just, yeah, well, meat and potatoes right right here at the end. This is more like the barbecue sauce, you know, you're going to slather it on up top. Okay, um, the sprinkles. Yeah. Sprinkles. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, one, you know, you're, you're trying to, if you're trying to build your business and you are, you know, looking for more partners, you're looking for potentially uh, to, to raise money, um, strategic partners, like if you're, if you're going to be somebody that is raising money and then putting that money into renovation projects, um, but you're not a good renovator, but you, you like putting deals together, kind of like what I do, um, you know, it's, it's helpful and it's very valuable to have some sort of CRM, right? That's the, the customer relationship management software. And what that allows you to do is take all your contacts, take all the people that you have or have a, an inkling of an interest in what you're doing. You can put them into a database, essentially, with their contact information, kind of like, you know, basically taking your phone and putting it into a space where you can actually communicate with these people a lot better and provide some tracking for yourself and for them as to where they're at in the cycle within your business. And why this is so valuable is because, you know, I've got a network at this point of say, you know, 150 to 200 people, which is not a whole lot, but it's still, I, I only need, you know, three to five of these people to be long-term committed uh, joint venture partners with me to reach a lot of my goals, right? And so I've got these people just hanging out in a, in a CRM and I can see, okay, you know, this person has responded to emails very well. This person is currently at this stage in their investment cycle. They're, this isn't the time for this person. Oh, maybe they're looking in six months. They're looking to lend $100,000. And I can keep track of all this different information so that when I can go back and look at, okay, I've got a deal coming up, or you know, I want to send out some information about this particular aspect of real estate investing, say you know, a blog post or an email or a new podcast or something like that, then I can sort through my database and have conversations with these people or connect with them through various mediums based on where they're at to continue to develop those relationships or in a lot of cases just say, okay, like you're not meant for what I'm doing and cut them out or leave them out. And it's just such a powerful thing to have to be able to communicate with the people that you want to and know where you're at. Like it's CRM, customer relationship management. Because you try and keep all these things in your head about, oh, you know, what, what, what's going on in Gary's life? Like, what, what, what does his portfolio look like? What is he wanting to do with his investing? You know, how are his kids doing? What's going on at, at his resort? What's his resort called again? And you start trying to get all that information for 150 different people that you're trying to build deeper relationships with. I mean, good luck getting on the phone with them and just having it come right to mind. That's just not human nature. Um, so yeah, a CRM tool, the, the two or the one that I use is HubSpot. It's, it's free. You can pay for it. Um, if you want to go to that next level, um, or something as simple as like an email database for sending out emails is also really helpful too. another one that I'm very familiar with is MailChimp on that one. Um, but yeah, HubSpot is such a powerful tool for such such a low barrier to entry that you can do emails, you can keep track of people, you can have all your contacts in one spot and yeah, just know where they're at in relationship to your business. It will help you immensely Matt, and it will help them. I, I can attest to that because Doug and Carissa run, they effectively run our HubSpot and I am, I want to say disorganized. I'm a busy person. 
So for me to go back and think, what have I got to do? And I can drop into HubSpot. I can look at what page this person looked at on the website, the sentence that they asked when they sent an email. So now when I'm responding to them, I'm literally answering the exact question that they wanted. As soon as that's done and that task was assigned to me, whether, you know, maybe if you're just a small one person, you want to assign all the tasks to yourself. But now I can set another task for, oh, Carissa or Doug need to follow up with this person. They can, so it goes to the next stage. And now it's, it's not all on your brain to try and run all this because, you have all these things in order, but then life happens. And then, and that could be a pipe burst at your rental, your job, a COVID-19, all this stuff comes up. And unless you've got this, well, I'm glad you brought this up, actually. Unless you've got this CRM to go back to, then you, you're trying to remember these details that just, they're not there. And you just, you know, you've, you've lost that contact. You, that relationship diminishes. Um and the simple things, even within the this, this CRM software, that is free, like you said, to have this as a free, even if you are not growing your business, but just want to manage your tenants, put it in a CRM software. Every time they email you, have it through. The, now you've got a record of what was said, when, if you ever go to a tenancy hearing, it's all in this software that you can now access with all the details in there, rather than looking back through, was it a Facebook message, was it an email? Now you've got, got it all registered there. So yeah, it's super, super, super cool. And HubSpot, yeah, awesome, awesome tool. Good mm -hmm. for bringing that up, Doug. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with so many things there. Like, you know, to to put a wrap on a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. You know, this is all here to really offload a lot of the stuff that you can be really just carrying with you while you're trying to run your real estate investing business. Like, not everybody has just life. Yeah, life. <laughs> Not everybody you has have life with this business running on the side. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like you, you don't. Not not everybody's able to remember all the finite details about people's lives. Not everybody is able to manage the project from within their head. Not everybody is really good at um, picking up the vehicle logbook and writing start kilometers before you go make your trip to Home Depot. Like these are all things that are helpful to have, so that you don't have to think about them. And then you can just go do what it is that ideally you like doing within your business and, and not just necessarily what you like, but what your actual gifts are. If your gifts are having conversations with people and, you know, making deals happen, great. Find ways to just go do more of that and do less of a lot of the stuff that these tools help you do. And like, I'm not sitting here trying to be on the ivory tower or the pedestal saying that I do this perfectly because I don't. I'm in the process right now of revamping the way I use a lot of these tools to allow me to be in the space where I can do more for my business and helping grow it. Because none of these tools can help me, you know, go look at a property or develop a relationship with somebody um, the way I can in person with them. They can help me, they can support me to get there, but they're not going to be the ones that actually make it happen. Right. So that's what all these things are about. It's about creating the systems, the structures and the tools, the technology tools behind you to support what you do great within your real estate investing business, whatever that is. And, and I did a quick tally of, of the cost. So, you know, we, we said like a good office system, however you set that up, about a hundred bucks a year, you've got the PDFs, the scanners that are free. Yep. Talking like under 300 bucks a year and you've got like a multi- 
you know, multi-province organization or just your little home office or run for like less than a couple of hundred dollars a year, systematized, registered. It's going to help with your taxes. It's going to reduce stress. It's going to save you time. It's going to help you be more organized. I mean, look at Doug. For those that are, you know, I'm looking at Doug. He looks so chilled out right now. This guy's in the <laughs> Zen because he operates within these systems, you know, Whereas myself, I didn't have these systems back in my day. So I was all bits of paper. That's why I've got no hair. And he's still got those beautiful <laughs> locks brushed back. And he's, <laughs> yeah, whenever these things don't work, I just write notes on Gary's head and have him follow me around. <laughs> if you've got a system on software and you're finding troubles, with, you can alter the system in software. It's a lot easier to, to change a system or a process than it is to change yourself. And I think that's the benefit to having, you know, these tools that, that Doug's sharing with us. And, you know, the, the reason we, we flipped the script on this as well is because Doug is definitely the more organized and utilizes them a lot more than myself on this. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I've got a team of people that understand this with Doug and Carissa. Um, we've got to get Chris on a podcast one day, another one to talk some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. But Doug is definitely the genius behind this. And I think if, if people want to know which tools they are again there's going to be a list below in the comments yep we'll do that um, for sure. if you need any of the lists or stuff like that reach out to us talk with us if there's any that we've missed please leave comments because you know this isn't an exhaustive list of what tools do you use what ones do you like why do you use them um if you're going to add them in there tell us how much they cost a year so people can you know start to make these decisions look this stuff up is the pro version worth paying for versus the free version all these kind of things if you can leave them in comments um, because we're about sharing in this community. It's not about finding a better way to do something else and get a better deal than someone else. Like we're here. I know Doug's putting this out. Um, revenue itself, it's you know, our goal is to help people live the lives they love using real estate, where real estate actually helps you live your life and it doesn't become your life. Do you have any final words on anything to add, Doug, this week? Or if people were only going to get one, what would it be? If they had to pick one thing, ah, uh, yeah. Honestly, it'd be the calendar, just a basic calendar. That's that's the biggest one, I, I think. Calendar, okay. Yeah, you know, like I, I get it. We go through this with with all these different tools, but you know, if if you don't plug things into your calendar, it, it just it fades away. If, if it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist in a lot of ways. Especially if you're trying to do a lot of big things in in your life, in the world, in your real estate, whatever it may be. Like you you got to have it scheduled. You got to be able to go back to it and, and look at what you did, what you didn't do, and then make adjustments, right? Um, that that would be that would be number one, um, for sure. Um, my right. my my final note. I know maybe you were looking for like, oh, I love PDF because it's got a great name. It's easy to remember, um, but no. Uh, so my final. No, no, that's a great. One. That's a key. I'm thinking to myself, going. I really should be using my calendar. I do use it, but I'm not as relit. But like. Yeah. Again, that just goes back to my nature though, right? Like I need that. And that's the final point that I just wanted to make on on all these things, right? It's not- Well, I need it. And that, <laughs> that's right. If I don't instantly put it in the calendar, I end up messed up and I forget things and then I'm getting a text going, you're ready? And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. I right. <laughs> so yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm in a good yep. of it. If it's not- if it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, that's just kind of my, my final takeaway with all this stuff, right? We, we all have things that we're good at and that we really struggle with. Um, and that's okay, right? You, you got a part of, part of being 
good with your business and just good in life is figuring out what are the things you're good at, what you're, what you're not good at. Um, and then finding tools or finding people or resources to help you in the areas that you're not good so that you can be more in your strengths. Um, that's, that's just kind of the way I see it. Um, and, and again, the, another, just go back to something that I said earlier around this is like, we gave a pretty solid list of tech tools, um, here. And it sounds like a lot. It sounds overwhelming. And it sounds like there's just so much to do. Um, first and foremost, you don't have to do it all, right? Uh, you, if, you, if, you, if your business does want to do it all and you make that choice as an owner, it doesn't necessarily have to be you that does everything, right? In fact, if a business owner, you should be trying to delegate stuff to other people who, who like doing those certain tasks. Um, but also give yourself some grace in if you don't have this stuff set up right now and you are really struggling, just recognize that it will take some time to build it out. And this doesn't happen overnight. My ability to use HubSpot was a part of a job that I had from before. Um, social, media, social media I've inherently grown up with, right? I, I'm just aware of it. I'm not really good with it. I'm just aware of it. ClickUp and the project management software, yeah, I had to learn that. And that's part of the onus on you trying to be a, a better person and better as a business owner to just go out and learn some of the stuff on your own sometimes. I, I can't believe, I'm going to go on a little rant here, but I can't believe it that people still don't know how to use Zoom. Like, yeah, there's a passcode. Don't ask me for the passcode. Read the freaking email. It's in there, right? Like, you know, these, these technology things are here. You should be able to pick up on them and learn them. Take responsibility for it. Um, if you're not good at building a website, don't build a website. Get somebody else to do it. Um, same thing with graphic design on Canva, right? You talked about it earlier with the spreadsheets. Find a bookkeeper who's good at this stuff. Have them build you one and tell you, hey, input this number here, 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 and here, and call it a month. Great. Done. So, yeah, just... Just give yourself some grace on, on figuring these things out, but also take responsibility to learn about them so that they can help you grow. That's, that's what it's all about. And these tools are here to support you. It doesn't so. have to be expensive and you don't have to do it all at once. Yep, absolutely. Those are my parting shots. Doug, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. I'm glad you had a, some beautiful nuggets in there of things to pick up. I'm actually like, I've been making notes myself of things that I need to go get as well. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you for the podcast that you run. Thank you for letting me be the host for this week so I can use my podcast voice. Nice. Because Doug, Doug is the better voice and the better face for our <laughs> podcast. Is that a compliment or an insult? I don't know. <laughs> it, it was. It was kind of like one of those underhand compliments. Yeah. It's like, oh, you did a good job this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, no, nice. thank you very much, Doug. We appreciate everything that you do here at Revenue and part of the team and what you contribute to the world as a whole. So thanks very much. Thank you for this session. And everyone listening, we will see you or hear you next time. Thank Great. you. Thanks, Gary. Thank you for listening to the Revenue with Real Estate podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Just a couple of more things before you take off. If you want to learn more about Revenue, you can check us out at revenue.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. On YouTube at Revenue with Real Estate, Facebook Revenue with Real Estate, or on Instagram at Revenue Canada. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything that you want to share with us here at the show, please send us an email to info at revenue.com. Revenue with Real Estate, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. 
Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you to the Revenue with Real Estate community.